Centers, America's greatest country in the world. San Diego's America's finest city. Thanks for being here. We just spent the last hour talking about a uh, new mathemat- mathematics framework that the Board of Education in Sacramento is going to vote on statewide that would eliminate advanced classes in math in the name of equity. It was coming. And it's not the end, but please continue sending your kids to public school. Um, this morning, a independent advisory board, we'll get to that in a minute here, decided to uphold Facebook's permanent ban of President Trump from Facebook and Instagram. They're the same thing. And they said that uh, Facebook, this independent board, said that Facebook made the right decision in banning the president of the United States of America because he violated Facebook's community standards. And here was the offensive moment. This was the straw that broke the camel's back for Facebook and the advisory board said, uh, yeah, man, this was awful. Let me note this first. The advisory board, I read the, the report. They said uh, it was the riot at the Capitol. That was the big thing, right? It was the riot at the Capitol where five people died. The panel, this advisory panel said five people died. I don't know who's going to tell them that that's not true. <laughs> that, who's, am I, am I going to do it? You want me to be? I'm going to have to be the one to tell them that only one person died because of the actual riot. Ashley Babbitt, the San Diego woman who was shot by the Capitol Hill police officer. Everyone else there either had a drug overdose, a heart attack, or a stroke, or committed suicide days later. But whatever. Like, truth matters. So Trump made this video. This was as it was going on. I don't remember. Maybe like like two hours into it, maybe something like that. And he made this video, and he said, "I." by the way, Obviously, I want to play this video. We, we talked about this on the TV this morning. I was going to play the video. But if we play a video of Donald Trump on the TV show and we put it on Facebook or YouTube or anything, the algorithm immediately takes it down. We can't even post audio of Donald Trump without big tech taking it down immediately. They won't even put it up. The algorithm can tell Donald Trump's voice. They won't even play it. He said in the video, I know your pain. I know your hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election. And everybody knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace, so go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace. And the board said that this message of what I heard was go home and go home in peace, this uh, violated Facebook's rules prohibiting praise or support of people engaged in violence, which is hilarious. Okay? So you're telling me, hold on, other, being for real, you're telling me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of the big tech, you can't, I just want to be clear, you can't praise or support people engaged in violence? Is that the standard? Because I'm pretty sure everyone in the media just lavished Black Lives Matter with praise all throughout the riots of the entirety of the summer. <laughs> right? 
I can't even give you an example. It's just every everyone all summer long. And that's a bannable offense. Give me a break. So, um, he's kicked off Facebook. He's going to be kicked off forever. And this is wild because it's really interesting. We So, we think of Trump as Trump. Like, he's his own thing. Donald Trump was the president of the United States of America. Big tech, social media banned the president of the United States of America from the number one way to communicate with people. I mean, it's really one of the reasons why he won is he could bypass the mainstream media in the first place with Twitter and everything, right? Now, live by the sword, die by the sword. That's definitely true. But look, look, what, look what Trump's been relegated to. He's a non-player. The media ignores him. Big tech, big tech cut him off. Media ignores him. And that's it. And, and that, it's like he doesn't, doesn't even exist. And that shows the power of the media and social media, but they're really the same thing now. So love Trump, hate Trump, doesn't matter. The fact that big tech can just be like, ah, oh, president of the United States, bah, shut you down. That should be concerning to everyone. If they can do that to the president of the United States, then of course they can do it and, and do it to anyone they want. The power that these social media companies have is unprecedented. Now, the point I want to make is that it's nothing new. Um, it is new, obviously. Social media is new. But the purging of dissent and the purging of dissidents is nothing new. It's happened forever. <laughs> For all of time, dissidents have been killed or not expelled. What's the word I'm looking for? Exiled. It's happened forever. Stalin's Great Purge in 1934, 750,000 people were killed. <laughs> he just killed out 750,000 people. A million more banished from society. Some had these big public show trials. Other people just... Whoosh. That's not a good vanish sound effect. That's more like a swept away. Let's do... Whoosh. Just vanished. Oh, hey, Charlie. How are you? Oh, man, I'm doing good. Whoosh. Gone. He's just gone. He vanished. And even before Photoshop, they would Photoshop pictures. So there'd be pictures of Stalin with a couple different people. And then all of a sudden, there's a picture of Stalin with one less person. Same picture, but that guy's gone. So it's been around forever. This idea, social media is just, you just press a button and do it. And they can do it to the President of the United States. And they do it, they do it to tons of other people too. Let me give you my uh, dramatic story of the day. And then I want to play a little bit from uh, Will Chamberlain, who describes who this council is. That's what's weird about this. Like the media is reporting about it like it's like it's like the court upheld an opinion. But it's not a court. It's this weird Facebook created global advisory council. <laughs> it's like weird. It's a weird thing that anyone's even. But we'll. Do that in just a second. So this is uh, here's my dramatic story of the day. This is Sebastian Hafner. That was his pen name. He was a German journalist in the 1930s. So during Hitler's era, he said the world I lived in pre-Hitler dissolved and disappeared. Every day, another piece vanished quietly, without ado. Every day, one looked around and something else had gone and left no trace. I've never since had such a strange experience. It was as if the ground on which one stood was continually trickling away under one's feet. 
What was happening openly and clearly in public was the least of it. Yes, political parties disappeared or were dissolved. First those of the left, then those of the right. I had not been a member of any of them. The men who had been the focus of our attention, whose books one had read, whose speeches we had discussed, disappeared into exile or concentration camps. Occasionally, one heard that one or another had, quote, committed suicide while being arrested or shot while attempting to escape. At some point in the summer, the newspapers carried a list of 30 or 40 names of famous scientists or writers declared to be traitors and deprived of their citizenship. More unnerving was the disappearance of a number of quite harmless people who had in one way or another been part of daily life. The radio announcer, whose voice one had heard every day, who had almost become an old acquaintance, had been sent to a concentration camp. And woe betide you if you mentioned his name. The familiar actors or actresses who had been a feature of our lives disappeared from one day to the next. Brilliant Hans Otto, who had been the rising star of the previous season, lay crumpled in the yard of an SS barracks. Oh, he had thrown himself out of a fourth-floor window in a moment when the guards had been distracted, they said. A famous cartoonist whose harmless strongs had brought laughter to the whole of Berlin every week committed suicide, as did the master of ceremonies of a well-known cabaret. Others just vanished. One did not know whether they were dead, incarcerated, or gone abroad. They were just missing. The symbolic burning of the books in April had been an affair of the press, but the disappearance of the books from the bookshops and libraries was uncanny. Contemporary German literature, whatever its merits, had simply been erased. And he goes on, right? But that's, that's, like a, that's a wild phenomenon to be living in. It's like, oh, just people are just gone. Just disappear. Now, we don't have that right now, but we don't really live in that world. We live in a social media world now. Right? Your identity, your existence, your livelihood is, is, your, is on social media. And it's just, just poof, gone. Uh, account canceled. Account deleted. Just poof, 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 poof. What do you mean account deleted? Whose account? Oh, I don't know. The president of the United States? Who's become an, like an anonymous, completely inconsequential guy in Florida because big tech and big media decided that that's how it should be. It's pretty wild the power they have. Certainly won't be the last time they use it. So who is this board? Who, who's this independent panel? Like what, what's going on here? I'll tell you who they are next. 858-522-5775. All right, this is Will Chamberlain from Human Events. My question was this independent board that said, oh, you know, Facebook, you did the right thing. Panning the president of the United States. Good decision. Who are they? And my, my first question was, does this apply just to Facebook or is it every one or is it just a Facebook thing? Here's what he said. It's just a Facebook thing. Facebook, you know, I think maybe about a year ago decided they needed something like this. Um, Facebook selected uh, the members of the board, appointed them themselves. They did set up like an independent trust. So it's not like their continued funding is dependent on them doing things Facebook likes. They do have like independent funding. But that's that's the extent to which they're meaningfully independent. Right. They uh, they are they're not applying American law. They're applying Facebook's rules and policies. Right. Facebook sets its own rules and policies. Uh, and then they're they're looking at individual censorship decisions and analyzing in their own way whether they think they comply with Facebook's rules and policies. And they tell Facebook to change the decision if they don't agree that it abides by Facebook's rules and policies. So I would say better than absolutely nothing, perhaps, 
but not even close to the level of supervision necessary to actually make them adhere to American First Amendment norms, right, in our culture of free speech, which this is flying in the face of. I mean, this isn't applying First Amendment American law or even American norms. This is applying like UN, HCR, human rights, free expression norms um, without any meaningful citations to precedent. There's no case law. There's no attempt to say this is what things have been done in the past. They're just like, we're a bunch of smart lawyers who say that this is, you know, this was justified. Yeah, when you bring up American versus UN, um, are there not foreigners on this board? Like, and I, I don't mean that rudely. I just mean like literally, oh, like a lot of them, on this board. A lot of them actually, uh, right? Like this is. Let's, I, 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 have, I pulled up the list of it. I mean, it's something like, you know, there are one, two, three, four, five Americans out of something like twenty members. Um, and <laughs> Wait, no, hold on, no, 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 hold on, I can't be right. You're telling me there's, no, there's around 20 members and five Americans? Yeah. I mean, the, the idea is it's a global board for all their decisions so that, you know, one of the, wow. you know, there's two, co- there's four co-chairs. Two of them are, are uh, Americans. One's from Colombia. One's the former prime minister of Denmark. You have someone from Ghana. Some are from Indonesia. Some are from Taiwan. Some are from Pakistan. Some are from Yemen. Some are from Kenya. Someone from Brazil. Some are from India. Someone from Israel. Someone from Hungary. Someone from Cameroon and France. I mean, it's like you have... I mean, it's supposed to be this global perspective, but I'm sorry, I don't submit to the notion. Facebook's an American company, right? Like, that's another big problem here. Like, okay, you guys can apply whatever international norms you want in your little international tribunals, but I'm not going to call your censorship legitimate unless you're abiding by American free speech laws if you were a public institution and it's decided by an American court applying American law. Like, because you're an American company still. You're headquartered in Menlo Park and you're censoring the American president of the United States. I don't want to hear about international norms when it comes to his wow. censorship decision. Will, that's, that's, I think that's the story here. That this is like, a, like the next step towards like the global citizen and global, oh man, here I am, Will. I'm going to like world government stuff, right? But right, talk me off that ledge. But, but I, I'm... This is a big problem if we keep going down this road of, you're right, UN norms imposed on American society. We are very different uh, and unique and, and for the better. Yeah. yeah, UN norms applied by privately owned advisory boards owned by monopoly American companies. No, 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 no. This is, I mean, and, and we, I mean, you know, here's the thing. Like, if Facebook wants to set up its own boards, to evaluate his own decisions, that's cool. And I mean, they're like, I will give them, in this instance, they're a private company, they can do what they want. If they want to set up their own boards, that by all means, you know, but that doesn't mean any American should give even the slightest legitimacy or treat this with the slightest more than it's just, you know, might as well just be a letter from Zuckerberg. It just don't, you, this is not a legitimate decision about censorship. And from our perspective, it just emphasizes the need that Okay, like here's here's I think the best takeaway from this. Facebook is basically by doing this conceding that the power they wield with censorship is very nearly sovereign. Okay, if it's a very nearly sovereign censorship power that Facebook wields because its platform is so huge, then guess what? Let's treat it like a sovereign and say the First Amendment applies to you and you can only censor people for actually imminently inciting violence. And if they didn't do that, you leave them on the platform because you're just like a public university, you're just like the federal government, you're just like a public park. You can only censor based if the Supreme Court precedent says that that's allowed. Otherwise, stay out of it. Mm. We can stop it there. I, we, live now. That was this morning on the TV. We go on and we have a conversation. I'm going to put it on the website because um, it's a good MikeSlater.locals.com. Not Facebook, by the way. MikeSlater.locals.com. Get off Facebook. Um, 
It's a really interesting conversation, and Will's on one side of it, definitely, and I, I'm very sympathetic to the other side. It's a private company. They can do whatever they want, and I asked him about that. I said, well, hold on. What about the libertarian-slash-conservative argument about the baker in Colorado where the gay couple said, hey, make us a cake for our gay wedding, and he said, no, I don't want to, and the gay couple sued, and conservatives said, hey, it's a private business. They can do whatever they want. Why is Facebook different than the baker? And he had a pretty good argument. He said, well, one's a baker, like a small-time baker, and one's a trillion-dollar global corporation, right? So it's like, oh, well, those are different. Um, there's a lot of bakers, not a lot of Facebooks. Another difference there. Like, there's, there's got to be different standards. for the, Or does there not? And then he made the point. Did he make it in this clip? I forget if he made it in this clip or not, where he said, um, listen, if you want to do the, hey, you're a private business, you can do whatever you want, then you have to also say, hey, that's a private business. They don't have to serve black people. They don't have to serve Asian people. They don't have to serve disabled people. They don't have to have ramps outside their business. They don't have to have the health department. They don't have to do it. Now, I, like, when I lean into my libertarian instincts, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. They can be known as the super racist taco shop, and I will never go there. And everyone will know they're the super racist taco shop. I'd rather know that. So that's one. That's the libertarian position. Or it's like, no, your business you have to follow by these basic rules over hundreds of years of you know, precedent. And this is how we do things. And when it comes to First Amendment, you're allowed to do pretty much. You're allowed to say pretty much anything. Uh, there's libel laws that exist, and there's imminent incitement to violence laws that exist. So if Donald Trump went on Facebook and said, "Hey, everyone," Here's the armory. I opened it up. Grab your guns and let's go and kill Mike Pence. Okay, we got a, we got a problem. That's an imminent call to violence. When Donald Trump says instead, we have to have peace. We have to have law and order. Go home. We love you. Uh, go home. Go home in peace. That does not seem like an imminent incitement to violence. But that's what the advisory board, that, that was the citing. That's what they cited as justification to uh, kick him off. So I really see uh, you know, both sides, if you will, uh, on this. Either way, no matter where you are, it's very concerning that Facebook does not have a uh, First Amendment. They don't, how do I put it? They don't have like, a, like an American ethos belief in freedom of speech. They just don't. Not when it's not politically expedient. And they'll shut down anyone they need to shut down in order to achieve their collective progressive goal that is beyond a doubt certain and they'll create whatever independent independent advisory board they need to justify their decisions all day and people fall for it very interesting 858-522-5775 all right we'll come back take a break um we talked a couple months ago about bethany christian yeah bethany christian services they're the largest christian adoption agency in the country and they made a terrible decision a couple months ago, and now they've made an even worse decision. But this is what happens when wokeness infects your organization. So use this as a nice warning, especially churches, right? This is the largest Christian adoption agency in the country, and uh, they have fallen, and they've fallen hard, and they keep falling. We'll tell you their story next. Hello, Slater. How are you? Thanks for being here. Um, Another example of just a woke wokeness taking over an organization and destroying it from within happens all the time. We have many, many examples. That's what they do. It's what 
uh, so every once in a while i just imagine there's like a a newcomer swinging by the show (laughs) right and they're tuning in they're like wokeness invading an organization and destroying it from within that's what they do what are you talking about and then my next sentence is going to be well this is what Karl marx literally did his entire life is he would infiltrate organizations and destroy them personally because that's the type of person he was and then he created a ideology that does the same thing hundreds of years after his death now i know that all sounds very weird but if you've been with us for a while you're like like oh all right another example great i'd love to hear it but if you're just tuning in for the first time i can't account for that because it takes a long time to get here that's why uh rush and glenn beck always used to say you have to give the show i forget how long they said was it do you remember usher do you remember how long they said it was like it's like eight weeks or six weeks or something like you have to listen for six weeks can't listen for six minutes you can't listen for six seconds you have to give the show a couple weeks to catch up anyway wokeness destroying an organization from within bethany christian services bethany christian services is the largest well was well excuse me it is the largest used to be christian adoption agency in the country couple months ago, they were the largest Christian adoption agency. Last month, they became the largest pseudo-Christian adoption agency. And they've doubled down on the not Christian thing. So about two months ago, I think it was two months ago, maybe it was a little more, they decided that they are now going to adopt kids into gay families. Which is insane for a Christian adoption agency. And they're doing it for money. And they, 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 some states would, only, would allow, only allow them to stay in the state if they did this and they caved. And there you go. But wokeness never ends. It never ends until the system is completely destroyed, until the organization is destroyed. Their latest move, I'm not kidding you, they said allowing white families to adopt black children from the foster care system, quote, can cause a lot of harm to children of color. Are you with me? So adopting a child causes harm if they're the wrong race. As a part of our long journey towards becoming an anti-racist organization, that's not me, that's them talking. They now believe that a child's race should be considered, quote, as a part of the best interest determination for child placement. They also said we must overhaul the Multi-Ethnic Placement Act, which bans racial discrimination in placing a child into an adoptive family. So the largest used to be Christian adoption agency wants to discriminate. So here we go, this is a perfect example of Black Lives Matter and the Klan having the same opinion happens all the time a Klansman if we had if we I don't even know who you would call right but if we called the local chapter of the Ku Klux Klan and I said hey Charlie Klansman what would you think about white people adopt adopting black babies 
And this Klansman would say, no, 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 no. White people, you must never adopt black babies. And I'd say, wow, that's a super racist thing to say, Klansman. Let me ask you another question. Should black people adopt white babies? And the Klansman would say, no, no way. Black people should never adopt white babies. And I'd say, I got another question for you, Klansman. Where do you make, where do you get your hoods? Do you make them yourself? Do you buy them? Like, who's, who, who supplies your hoods? Where do you get the, the whole outfit thing? Do you still need the outfit? Do you have to do the whole thing? Why are you being a coward behind the outfit? You know, generally against covering your face. Like, why, why, are, you, who, why are you hiding? That would be my third question. But then I would call up a Black Lives Matter activist. I'd say, hey, Black Lives Matter activist, what do you think about white families adopting black babies? Whoa, no, 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 no. And I'd be like, wow, you don't think that should be the thing? Listen, I got someone you got to meet up with. <laughs> There's this guy, Charlie. You guys would get along swimmingly because you both have the exact same views on interracial adoption or whatever you term you want to even call this ridiculous thing. Right? You and Charlie, you guys should go grab some lunch. He'll be the one in the clan robes. They're the exact same people. So pick a side. You want to be with the people who are like, oh, black babies, white people? No, 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 no. White babies, black people? No, 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 no. That's Black Lives Matter and the Klan over there. Or you can come over here with me and say, oh, that doesn't matter at all. So do you see how the people who call themselves progressives in the names of progress? Do you, oh, darn it, that was, I was, that's always such a good line. I butchered it. Do you see how the people who call themselves progressives in the name of progress are advocating for moving backwards to a time when you did not adopt outside your race? The first transracial adoption in America was 1948. And now you have progressives. You, know, you have progressives who want to bring us back to G the Jim Crow era. This, this is uh, Jim Crow on steroids. It's Jim Crow on steroids when it comes to adoption. And it's the it's a Christian organization leading the way. Right now, there are more black kids in foster care than black families willing to adopt. So, what are you going to do about that? Black Lives Matter. What are you gonna do about the root of that? And what are you gonna do about the immediate need? Well, you're gonna leave them in foster care because heaven forbid they get adopted by a white person. Black kids are removed from homes at higher rate than white kids. Black kids are abused and neglected at twice the rate of white kids. Black kids are twice as likely to die from malnourishment and maltreatment than white kids and there's not as many black parents who are willing to adopt. So Black Lives Matter and the Klan want more black kids to stay in foster care and not be adopted. How about that? And this so-called Christian organization. By the way, Colin Kaepernick was adopted by white parents. Maybe he would have preferred to stay in the foster system. 858-522-5775. I want to come back with a clip from Glenn Lowry. Uh, I don't know if I can fit both in. I got two clips. Glenn Lowry. And have you heard this ad? It's a, a commercial for the CIA. It's a recruitment ad for the CIA. And it is what? What? Who? Holy cow. China is cracking up. 
They are laughing at you and me. So we'll do both those when we get back. Play this clip of Glenn Lowry. He's a professor at Brown University, black man. Here he is. To teach young people that they are this is, is criminal, in my opinion, okay? We're to challenge them. They come in telling me that they're this or that, that they're genitalia. That's how they get to, to me at 18 years old. They think they are these things. They haven't read anything. They haven't been anywhere. They haven't done anything. I'm a teacher. My job is not to reaffirm them in their preconceptions. It's to challenge them to outgrow them their preconceptions. So when, as a, I, the first point was a point about the intellectual mission of the university in terms of knowledge production and the deliberation over questions, important questions of understanding about social life. But my second point is the pedagogic trust that we have. We entrusted to shepherd uh, young minds into their maturity and to, to, to jump on a bandwagon and to fill their heads with slogans rather than challenging them with the best that human beings of any color have thought through the ages is a criminal abdication. Hmm. All right. So you want to know what the opposite of that looks like? So here's the fruit of all this woke stuff that uh, kid that we've pumped in our kids' brains for quite a long time now, right? It depends if your kid went to college, then they're ahead of the game, but now it's being pumped down in K through 12, right? So you can't leave it. You can't escape it now, but, uh, we already see the fruit of this in many places. This is a recruitment ad for the CIA. This is the CIA recruitment ad. This is about half of it. Here it is. I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. What? I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box checking exercise. I am a walking declaration. A woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. I earned my way in and I earned my way up the ranks of this organization. I am educated, qualified and competent. And sometimes I struggle. I struggle feeling like I could do more, be more to my two sons and I struggle leaving the office when I feel there's so much more to do. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am proud of me, full stop. What? What was that? That was a CIA recruitment ad. I'm going to intoxicate people with my brilliance. I have generalized anxiety disorder. What? Do you, what? Do you, what? <laughs> and she goes out. She's like, I'm a, a woman of color, cisgendered, blah 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 blah, but I'm not a box checking exercise as you literally just checked a bunch of boxes. And the best part of that whole video, other than a CIA agent saying she has a generalized anxiety disorder, she says, I'm not a diversity hire. As she says, 
Like, I'm not kidding. You think like the onion made this up. As she says, I'm not a diversity hire. The camera does a close up of her 2019 Equal Employment Opportunity and Diversity Award. She won the 2019 Equal, Equal Employment Opportunity and Diversity Award, and she talks about how she's not a diversity hire. Lady, you are absolutely a diversity hire. You won an award for being the best diversity hire, which maybe mean you're the worst agent of them all. We are doomed. China is laughing their socks off. We obsess over our identities and our disabilities, and they are cleaning our clocks. I read an article this morning about, we'll have to go over tomorrow, about how uh, China, they don't, they don't just have plans. They are in the process of, uh, but they want to be the world's main influencer of everything, but the internet. So they, we, we've, we've uncovered a speech that was given by the president of China, and we're gonna talk about it tomorrow maybe, um, about how they wanna take over the internet. Do you think Facebook censorship is bad? Wait until China does it. Just like they're already doing to their people. But really, is it any different? The power that Google has is an unprecedented amount of power. If you Google something, the people in Silicon Valley decide whether or not what you, they decide what you find and what you don't find. What pops up first and what never pops up. It's incredible power. Nothing like that ever before. But anyway, back to the identity-ness. So you have the Glenn Lowry. I'm going to put both those on uh, Locals. MikeSlater.Locals.com. I'll put both those videos up there. Those are totally opposites. Glenn Lowry, so, so the CIA recruitment ads, like, I am black, I am a woman of color, I am uh, disabled, I am blah, 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 blah. And Glenn Lowry's point is, oh, you're way, you're not those things. And it's my job as an educator to make you transcend those petty, petty things that we are supposed to be obsessed with. Choose your future. 858-522-5775. Palomar, solar, and roofing. Get some solar panels on your roof because... You're paying your electricity already. I don't know if we have a single sponsor that's an extra expense. Everything's about saving you money. And this is something you're already spending money on. It's not like you're using candles. And I'm like, hey, stop using candles and try electricity. You're already using it. But you're paying SDG&E because they have a monopoly. You have no choice but to use SDG&E. There's no other electrical company you can use. So you only have them. And your only way out to get panels on your roof and this is not something you want to mess around with there's 600 local solar companies can you imagine how shady they all are so who is the highest quality palomar solar and roofing major companies have chosen palomar solar to do their uh solar panels and uh i suggest you give them a call as well end phase microinverters ask them about it it's important 760-504 0388 stop giving money to SDGE 7605040388 palomarsolar.com Sunny and warmer with inland highs in the mid-80s, a little cooler at the coast, highs in the mid to upper 60s. A low-pressure system will cool temps a bit from Thursday into the weekend, right now 70 in downtown. This report is sponsored by Sid's Carpet Barn. Everyone is spending a lot more time at home, and Sid's Carpet Barn is ready to help with all your flooring needs by offering the best bargains in town on the largest selection around. Shop the barn at sidscarpet.com. 